to another episode of the Bible Beater Podcast. This is the Lord of Hosts, Caleb Campbell, joined as always by the interrupter, Kyle Vesner. How's it going anyways, Kyle? We're here. We're here. We're doing it. That's something. Yeah. That's doing good. It's not nothing. Had a good weekend. I had an important progress uh, update step that I need to fulfill before a trip. A pilgrim's progress, so to speak. Sold the fucking car, dude. I'm all funded up. You did? Bitch, yeah. The one that we just drove here in? Nope. No, the other car. The other car that's missing. And you got did you get a good deal on it? I got full asking price. That's amazing. Yeah. That's there was two father sons that came out that were super into it. Mm-hmm. One wanted to get it inspected. The earliest they can get it is Monday, but they loved that we're gonna buy it. Mm-hmm. Pass inspection, which it would easily. Mm-hmm. And uh then someone came the day before and I didn't even tell them any of that, and they were just like, We'll take it. And so then I have to tell the other guy, father son, that uh you lost it, dude. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, that's the fucking price of doing business. Them's the brakes. Yeah. But that, either way, it was going to a kid that was going to hammer through the gears. You know, the six-speed manual, 240 horsepower on the Accord. <laughs> I liked it. I liked the idea of it going to a kid. Because if it was going to some fucking <laughs> this could be your middle-aged person like me, you know, <laughs> it's going to baby it. That's not fun. It's meant to be. This could be your vehicle to the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Really bogue on this thing. Exactly. <laughs> And both of the kids had never driven a standard. So both the dads had to drive the standard in the in the test drive. It's funny. You, I could see on their face that both the kids fell in love with the car, just the looks. Yeah. And both the dads, as soon as they came out to drive it, were like, oh, I'm going to fucking get How this old, like my kids. 17, 18? I'm guessing like 19 Okay. Like first like car. First or second car. And they get, I, I believe second car for both, so maybe twenty. I guess standards cool again now because like nothing has it, so they're like, I got one, and, and it's, it's better and more reliable. It's just better in an old car. I can't stand it. I it's just one more thing to worry about. You got your drink, you got your phone, <laughs> you got the fucking food, and now you got to change fucking gears. Dude, it's, I've shifted. I've driven one handed, just knee on the steering wheel, foot on the clutch. Now nothing's on the steering wheel. Shift yeah. back on it. Texting and gear changing. It's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, it's hard to text. I know that that's illegal, dipshits, just before you think that I'm an idiot. Uh, the fucking most annoying part is when they made it illegal. I Everyone used to text and drive safely with their hands way up on the steering wheel so you could see the fucking road. I think instantly making it illegal... I bet you there's the same amount of accidents, but they're more lethal. That's my that's my hot that's take. Speculation. That's my hot take because you've you've gone from like looking kinda and being able yeah. to hit the brakes maybe to like just getting fucking t-boned in an intersection because <laughs> you have to have it down by your thigh. Yeah, you gotta have it way down there. Your eyes are way off the road. And the cops like, why are you staring at your dick? Because <laughs> it's fucking tiny. Yeah, I'm trying dude. to make it grow, dude. I'm always shocked. I'm like, seriously. Okay. Um, cool. What you get up to this weekend. Fucking not a lot. Uh, literally nothing. I ate. Look, I'm trying to do less weed, so I ate. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Do you, what's twenty five times two? Fi- I ate five hundred milligrams of weed over Friday, Saturday. That's what I did. I just ate. Jesus bo- Christ! Both why? bags. Well, because I had to get it out of the house, and who's wasting that? That's retarded. You're retarded. He was retarded. I got a pretty bad headache, and I was like in and out of sleep for a long time. Oh, that's why you missed your shows. That could be it. <laughs> One show. Oh, two, I was told. Whatever. I got a call as your handler, as your official handler. I get your calls. I receive your calls. That's nice. Um, my shows are fucking this week. I'm headlining on Friday. I don't know. Two feature spots. I don't make. I don't. Oh. I don't do any of the shit, dude. Yeah, that's probably true. Sorry. 
Sorry. Um, yeah, you got your big trip this weekend. Yeah. Toronto. Yeah. If That's you live in sick. Toronto, come to my show. Uh, comedy Bar, May 20th. I don't know what time. Do you I f- believe 7 o'clock. Yeah, because I come... From, yeah, no, it's... Yes, 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock. Because I go after... Dude, I fucking leave at like 2 in the afternoon on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Fly or noon or something. Fly forward in time over there. Yep, forward in time. And then get there and have to go straight from the plane immediately to the club. And then I get on the so very if first. Plane's late, you lose. Uh, yeah, yeah your, it's you the dumbest. Spot. It is the dumbest. Who picked that? My my other handler. Oh, Dave. And uh, he picked the cheapest one. Was an hour course. before the show. Of it's course, so funny. Of course. I hope you miss it. That would be justice. I was gonna just not get on the plane if it was even gonna be late, mm-hmm. but now I feel obligated to get on the plane. So I'll just fucking do and a suffer a fucking lap of Canada. You know when you get on the wrong bus and you have to like go to the mall <laughs> and to get on another bus? That'll be like me except across the second largest nation in the world. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Uh that's a brutal flight. To we're gonna fly. we're gonna manifest. We're gonna actually we're gonna pray. Mm-hmm. Dear dear Lord baby Jesus. Uh Thank you for all your genocides. Um, please, future and present. Future, past, and present. Past. And uh, please help my plane to be on time. And ignore everybody who's dying of disease and starvation and natural disasters that you cause. Yeah. And burn the gays in hell. Amen. Please allow one terrorist with one box cutter <laughs> to be on that plane. Just so what I could see me? what happens, dude. What I just want to see what happens. Just see what happens. I'll yeah, fucking aim it right at the comedy club if I could. <laughs> <laughs> just take out the comedy bar. Anyone who likes me. <laughs> all my friends. That's kind of your life. Yeah. <laughs> point, point all the fucking shit at everyone that likes you and uh, blow it all up. Um, That's mean. It's mean to say true things to my face. That's not nice, is it? Um, What the fuck was I talking about right before that? Oh, yeah. So... And then I get on the first plane back to Kelowna. So you're on the same same day? You're flying back? No, do the show and then like 5 a.m., which means be there at the airport at 4 a.m., which means fucking leave at 3 a.m., which means I'm getting drunk from then till and then going to the airport for the after party. I'll be on it. I'll be at the airport. It's fun. Do you know how you're going to get drunk at the airport? Well, get drunk after the show, get dropped off at the airport at like 1 or 2 in the morning. When do they sleep on a bench? I'll call at the airport. They, I don't know. Depends how cool the fucking airport is. I guess probably. I also would not keep drinking at two in the morning at an airport by myself. <laughs> I would lie on the floor and go to sleep. I'm actually surprised, but sick. No, yeah. I mean, you can only party so hard. Even the greatest partiers took naps, dude. That is true. Napping's a big part of being a drunk. Yeah. It's like you got to take them when you can get them. And then you just, <laughs> and you're back to life. That, so now as soon as the fucking waitresses come by, yeah. then you're back up. You're Hello. Fired up good, again. Mo- good morning. Hey, guess what I did? I'm a professional comedian. Hey, what am I allowed to order? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the question. I always feel bad ordering stuff on planes like I'm going to be in trouble. I don't know why, but to this day, I'm always like... The sky waitress? That's because a sky waitress have started to think they're more than just a sky waitress. You know, after 9-11, they became the second last line of defense. And it's a real problem to their fucking ego. What dude. is the last line of defense? The pilots? I guess the pilot. Yeah. <laughs> Just fucking. See, I hope the plane's not a fucking standard because that guy's got to fly, fight off a terrorist. Change dude, that, fucking gears. Those things had the first autopilot. Yeah. They take off and land. They don't do anything else. They take. Yeah, the pilots do. Speaking of planes, my fucking. 
Have I talked about my family's chemtrail obsession? Not on the podcast, I don't believe. Jesus Christ, dude. My dad's girlfriend, my whole family believes in chemtrails. My grandparents, my dad. As of, like, this is not a long-held belief. I've had dinner there before. COVID conspiracy. Okay. Really got them, right? Hunkered down. Now now the government does everything. I mean, no offense, but that's one of the dumbest ones. Why that one? It is one of the dumbest ones. (laughs) Because they're stupid. Because they watched a video, didn't verify any of the information, and they they have old wet brains. <laughs> and okay, so they think what they were intelligent. Okay, what? So free thinkers at one point. Okay, so they think so. The chemtrails behind planes. There is what? What do they think? There's they think planes don't make clouds. Okay. Okay. That it's all poison. Well, obviously put up by the government. Kyle, obviously you see certain planes flying across the sky. No chemtrail. Mm-hmm. They see other planes with the chemtrail. Yeah. Ex- riddle me this, Kyle. Tried to explain it to them. <laughs> I really, I spent all dinner, I ended up yelling at them. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> it felt a lot. I channeled you. <laughs> but I feel like mine's even dumber. See, that's the problem. I don't start yelling. It's that I try to say the same thing in different words, and then I run out of words. No, I explain I, every element of it, they, and then they still go, now nah, you got to watch the video. I'm like, I don't need to watch the video. That, see? I'm telling you how clouds are formed, and you don't even understand that basic concept, and you're telling me those are clouds. I can really relate. It's because at a certain point, you've said it enough times, and they're like, maybe they're just not hearing me. If I increase the volume, I might get through to these people. No, I'm not even even considering getting through. I'm just like, feel my wrath now. Uh, Yeah. I often end with, Say one thing about just answer just answer one question. Answer one question. And then they answer it no. And I'm like, it's an on, it's not a yes, it's an open-ended question. Well, I don't want I think you're too worked up. And then I'm like, mother See, I get Mother gotta, Father, I, why have you forsaken? I keep on getting you don't understand, you need to watch this video. That's what I get. I'm like, you can't even regurgitate from the video oh, to me right now imagine that imagine that except it's a book and then you read said book several times and then you read books about said book yeah because they've read way more books than you have so you slowly over the course of a decade and a half read all the most important books that they ask you to read about this subject and you still have the same questions and arguments that you started almost near the beginning, or and in fact, they're more fleshed out, and they will not read a single book that you give to them in its entirety. They read the table of contents, the chapters that agree with them, and then tell me to go fuck myself. <laughs> My mom went around the world <laughs> preaching that evolution couldn't be true because she was on a ski lift and she looked across the beautiful night winter sky mm-hmm. and said, there's no way this could happen by accident and got standing ovations around the fucking world. Meanwhile, one of the guys that mapped the human That's genome a- is a Christian guy yeah. that says, and he wrote a book called The Language of God that is about. I know that guy. Okay. Okay. You can, you can say. So I made my mom read this book and she wouldn't read it for five years and then she finally fucking read it and guess what she now believes in the creationist evolution theory and she doesn't spout off nonsense it's more beautiful like in how complex nature is if god made all that the system of evolution is fucked up because it relies on death yes but that's not that's, that's kind of that, god's but that's one of the MO. least fucked up versions of death he's used upon people it's actually the nicest it's one it's kind of justified yeah i mean it's you know? a fucking arena and we're all trying to compete in it Exactly. And I actually 
God is much more just in that scenario than the one the Christian. By the way, we do similar things. If God considered us non-sentient beings, like we do, for example, do you know how we make uh, storage microchips? Okay. I know that they are made. I don't know how we, we make them. Well, a broad overview is they try to make the biggest one that they're able, capable of making on that scale at that time. But you always see that there's like what now there's like hundreds of te- hundreds of gigabytes. Let's say there's like one terabyte, two terabyte, five, twelve, one twenty eight gigabytes. Sure. Right. So each have those little sector blocks within them. So they try to make the two terabyte. Part of it fails. They burn half of the sector, and now you have a one terabyte. That fails. They burn the other half. Now you have five twelve, and then one twenty eight, and then it gets caught so cost effective you have to throw it out. That's kind of what evolution is <laughs> for for beings. They fucking they make a bunch of them. They go try and survive, and most of them die. And well, that combined with the other fucking memory sticks, in order to are competing for the same fucking finite amount of resources. Yeah, they want to end up in my laptop, dude. And, and they can't, and they, they want to end up moving movies from my laptop over to my TV. That's, they what, that's their life. That's their purpose. Consume the other memories. Wow. So I'm I'm yelling at them about clouds. I'm like, okay, very very basic shit right here. Do you understand what a cloud is to my family? Yeah. It's when a certain level of moisture is retained in the atmosphere. Wrong. It shows up visibly as a cloud. Wrong. When it retains too much moisture density for the atmosphere, like probably pressure level, I think, it loses that moisture. Wrong. We call that rain. How does the entire celestial city <laughs> made of gold float on said clouds, Kyle, if they're made of moisture and dirt? Checkmate. Mm. I'm going to have to say some kind Streets of- Streets made of gold live up there, Kyle. <laughs> what does that mean? That's what the oh, fucking the Bible. Bible says. Right. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, jet fuel, a byproduct of burning jet fuel is literally water. Yeah. It's a partial byproduct. So when that gets you ever seen an exhaust on a car, the yeah. vapor that comes out of that? Yeah, they probably think that's poison too. What about carve chemtrails? Holy shit, dude. That's a whole fucking They don't extra, stay, though. That's an extra facet of the chemtrail fucking conspiracy that <laughs> it, hasn't even been... You know ocean what? Ocean liner? It would make more sense if the government was putting it in our gasoline. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because at least that's a, a few small hubs at the original level, right? Because <laughs> you have to treat gasoline with a bunch of products. Yeah. Before you put it in there. chemicals. You throw one of those in there, no one's the wiser. Dude, they, right? they used to put lead in. To yeah. keep the mind control chemicals out. Yep. And that's when they fucking... When they took the lead out, that's when everyone <laughs> got dumber. For real. Because they started believing the propaganda. Yeah, dude. Right about lead, that time. Lead makes you lead makes you smarter. Well, it stops the mind control. No, we know that lead is bad for okay. you. I'm not saying it's not mm-hmm. bad for okay. you. But it stopped the mind control part of the chemicals. I've been buying old uh, thermometers and drinking mercury for my health. <laughs> what i've been doing how hot are you huh dude i'm so hot <laughs> can right you now. tell i'm running at 104 all the time <laughs> you have a fever. my internal thermometer is perfect interesting uh interesting uh anecdote about mercury okay mm-hmm. so mercury was used in the process of making hats way back don't mm-hmm. ask me how else in wonderland did uh the mad hat so the mad hatter do you know what that expression comes from yes i do people hatters working with mercury that went insane at the end of their because lives. Because they huff the fumes and yeah, it degrades the brain he's a very mat, quickly. They're mad as a hatter. That's yeah. where the expression comes from. It was something to do with the the felting process. Yeah. I don't remember. First. Yeah. Once it was on the hat, they like dunk the hats in mercury, which seems insane. <laughs> Who figured that out? They used to let kids play with it. My fucking grandma told me they used to break open a thermometer and just roll the mercury around their hand because it has this weird property. 
Well, yeah, it's it's liquid at room temperature. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So what? So then you tried to explain clouds. Oh, I'm I'm like okay. So you understand understand how a cloud works. I'm like someone tell me in this room how a cloud works, mm-hmm. and no one can. It's just a very basic concept that everyone should understand very easily. The, wi- the water cycle. We learned it in grade three. Yeah, okay. It actually blew my mind when I it found is. out all the water was connected. I was like, holy fucking shit. You're like, it all just circulates ever- and it never goes anywhere? I was like, wow, God is a genius. Because that's how I was in the God taught. God, does God is a genius if he did do all this. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, then I'm like, okay. So at a certain level of moisture in the atmosphere... A turbine forces air through it, and because it has a byproduct, which is water vapor, mixed with a certain level of uh, moisture in the atmosphere, it'll combine it, compress it through the turbine, compress that air, right? Form that chemical bond where it retains itself Mm -hmm. in the form of a fucking cloud. (laughs) So they'll go, how come sometimes you'll see it, and then I'll stop and see it? Because of different levels of moisture in the atmosphere! Did I not just say that? What about what about sometimes when they look weird? Um, probably because they drove in a weird pattern. They're sh- they're sending me videos of like someone sh- filming the sky. It's like a figure eight. I was like, you know, they don't just fly into airports every single time. Sometimes they have to wait. And you know what an efficient pattern of circling is? They think they're just gonna do loops and just just like. Just, they think that's how you would fly a plane, is that you would fucking go in a circle in the sky. <laughs> just banking at a 45 just until you're ready to land. <laughs> it's unbearable. And not one time did they relent like, oh, that is an interesting thing. I've never thought about that. How about... Not even you're right, but I've never even... Con- I've never considered that. Okay, so... Fucking crazy. Back to the case, the conspiracy. So... In those chemicals is what? That's a, so we we I we I hit a stop measure right yeah. on how clouds work. Okay, they refuse to acknowledge that that's what happens. <laughs> okay, so then I went, okay, so we're being poisoned, correct? Yeah. By the government, correct? Yeah. So now I'm like, so water supplies. So first of all, we're Florida, Florida in the water is kind of makes more sense. Yeah, they're in that too, <laughs> okay. but that actually makes sense. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so there's a lot of different aircraft companies, right? Around the world. Around the world. Yeah. That's another uh, There's one. a lot of manufacturers. Yeah. We're talking hundreds and hundreds of companies. Yeah. Minimum. Thousands right? if you include since the beginning of aviation. Yeah. And all of those are being forcefully by the government putting chemical emitting machines on there that are dumping chemicals. And they're like... Yeah, the government's fu- fucked up. And I'm like, okay, I'm not even going to get into how that's impossible. When, when did the first chemtrail happen? I'm curious about that. First time someone looked up when it would it, what would it have to be? Would it have to be a, a jet engine or would it happen that's with propeller That's another thing engines? I said is I was like, it's weird. Don't you find it weird that they don't put chemical emitting machines on prop planes? Yeah. I was like, don't you find that a weird coincidence? That you think if they're putting it on literally every commercial airliner, mm. not even government airliners, <laughs> but every commercial airliner in existence, and by the way, refilling the poison, they, it's not infinite. <laughs> they have poison refilling machines. It's way up high, too. Like, there's got to be a better way to get it to the human. We all drink water. <laughs> you know what I mean? We all have natural gas in our house. <laughs> Just so many things you could do. But that's besides the point. It's chemicals, right? From planes. And I'm like, you don't find that a weird coincidence. And they don't. At all. So now I'm like, okay, step. I'm on to the third thing. 
So we're being poisoned, right? And I'm like, okay, what <laughs> is the poison? <laughs> Tell me what the poison is. What is it? And one person in my family goes, I think it's aluminum. And I'm like, okay, how does that affect your body? So I'm not even saying aluminum isn't going to do something to your yes, brain you can, in a powder. It's not good. It's not good in your deodorant. I know that. I'm, I'm not even saying that. But what I am saying is you've never even thought of how it works. Every time you sunbathe with your armpits exposed to the chemtrails, yeah. it enters through your pores. That via, is true. Via your armpits. That is sneaky government bastard. Which have been bastard. worn down with deodorant. Yeah. Aluminum deodorant. Sneaky government bastards, <laughs> dude. That's what they are. Oh, so man. I'm like, maybe, right? Since no one knows what it is, maybe one of your flat Earth buddies, when he goes up there in the balloon next time to measure if the Earth is flat, get a sample. Yeah, get a sample of the fucking poison. So they've been doing it for fifty years, and no one's got one sample of the poison, and it's on every commercial aircraft around the world. Around the world, and including uh, fucking warplanes of both sides. They won't even acknowledge you, that it's that it's clouds emitting from the turbines and chemicals. Dude, what about... They're all chemicals. <laughs> the concept of turbine engines making clouds temporarily or permanently, no. That's not even also So happening. is every cloud chemicals then? Every cloud made by an airplane. Okay, but yeah. those are indistinguishable sometimes. Okay, warplanes. Warplanes. Yeah. I've been, I can't help but watch the terrible fucking war. And I've noticed a lot of those planes leave chemtrails. Yeah, they're trying to control the population, subdue them Very, to make them more to make them more receptive to government well, control. I'm just thinking, like during wartime, you'd think you'd want the most efficient plans. You'd think you'd probably forego the small chemtrail. I mean, no, they're dumping the bigger, they're <laughs> dumping worse shit on them, dude. <laughs> worse, Agent Orange. I mean, no, I'm not talking about dumping on them. I'm talking about left in the sky. It's uh, not left in the sky. It's left into the sky to eventually fall on us and it, control our behavior. They don't, they don't think it's Agent Orange. No, they don't. They think it's some kind of mind control to make us more sedated. Mm. Yeah. I mean, in that sense, I guess it's working. How so? Because they're thinking about chemtrails and not real problems. It's just the stupidest fucking thing. I, tell me about it, dude. I'm getting, I'm relaxed now. But you, you, you got me very, fired up you again. You seem very not relaxed. It's, it's, it's my own family, you oh. know? I'm like, you, you can't be this stupid. Dude. I started a podcast you about You can't it. ignore reality if like that. If you want, you can start a podcast about chemtrails and I'll co-host That'll that. That'll be one episode. <laughs> Here's why my family's a bunch of fucking idiots. You're not going to read all the chemtrail literature. Hey, we could watch the videos on there. That would be great. And I could watch them with you. And I could be the layman and you could be the expert. We should do one. We could do a fake. Let's do a fucking bonus app chemtrail. <laughs> I would love that. I, I would uh, have to. My I dad's, guess you're the my expert. My dad's not here, but I would love to get a bunch of videos and sit down with him. Just like, you know, it's a grade eight classroom level level talk on how clouds are formed yeah. by planes. That'd be a good one. would be awesome. Dude, I saw one hilarious one. Um, this lady's fucking got her sprinkler in the backyard. And she's like, here it is. The visible spectrum coming out of our water supply. Can you believe that we've been poisoned by it? <laughs> That's beautiful, dude. It's like a five-minute video of her just filming her hose in, like, 2003. She thinks they put the rainbow and make her gay in her hose? I, she thinks it's chemicals. She's like, my water was clear yesterday. Yesterday, not a sign. Today, the entire spectrum in my water supply. What did you think about crystals? It, it's a fa I'm sorry, but it, the accent was... 
verbatim, and every dumb person has that accent. I can't explain why. Not everyone with that accent is dumb, but pretty much every stupid person <laughs> on the internet has that accent. Anyone with drawn out vowels, you know, it's just hard to take seriously. I guess, yeah. Um, it would be funny. It would be hilarious to have your dad. I've noticed that though that once you you could talk to a very uh, you know boisterous person about a subject, and the second you're like, "Would you like to come on my podcast?" All of a sudden, they're like, "Ah, publicly, I don't." feel as committed to this cause if i actually have to be publicly committed to it <laughs> no shit i would like my dad to come on be the chemtrail expert and literally not know anything about even chemtrails but you wouldn't but the guys who are saying it dude i've noticed <clears throat> most conspiracy thinking starts with who's benefiting and like they the middle part is kind of irrelevant to like there mm-hmm. this is one fact there are chemtrails coming or fucking clouds coming out of planes and then the government's up to something. And then in the middle is a very ambu- ambiguous forced. But those two are connected. And I the, re- the I think the most convincing argument usually to the conspiracy-minded types is the why of the conspiracy. Not the hows, not the like where's, not how, like all mm-hmm. that shit. But like bec- they're doing this because they want to control the population. They obviously... The government wants to control the population. They've been trying to do that forever. We can point to real examples of them trying to do this many times. And this is one of the other ones. This is one of the ones you don't know about, man. The problem with government conspiracies is there is a bunch of real government conspiracies. Yeah. But the problem with that is they go, well, people said the government wasn't watching everything we do. I'm like, that's because there wasn't any evidence for it. You understand that things can be happening, right? And us not know about it. But if someone just claims it and doesn't provide any evidence, that doesn't prove any point. Also, it was... But once we got the evidence, no one is like, no, they're not watching us. Everyone agreed that we were being watched. Well, certain people were still like, they're only watching the bad guys, and those people are simpletons most of the time. Or or have other motivations, like trying to rise in politics. There's also the fact, or maybe the issue of like, the government uh, may not have been watching us up to a certain time and then they start like that was true up until let's say a certain time let i'm not even saying the 2000 i'm saying like 1903 or whatever like it was literally impossible before the internet before cameras and and satellites and phones and shit and like they could think about the government tapping every phone back in before like analog when Mm -hmm. somebody had to be on the other end of that or at least a recording and then someone had to hear the recording and it was on tape they can now mass like voice to text fucking like what they can do now is nuts by the way they're not even listening to it they're hoarding the data yeah Hoping AI can scrub it, yeah, key, which which we're on the verge of, which is going to be fucking terrible, <laughs> yeah, considering the shit that we've said. Yeah, but here's the thing: we're we of all people have gotten ahead of it. Yeah, because we're hilarious. We've said everything. Yeah, we've ever done on here. I mean, everything we've ever done, plus a bunch of shit that's not true. So they a lot of not this, true. You d- you yeah. decide AI. <laughs> What the fuck is true or not? Fuck, it will be eventually. Just the tone inflection in the they're voice. Also, they're also going to find fucking cell phone videos of very abstract angles of like one guy like taking a picture of his friend mountain biking. They'll be like, oh, there's your dick way in the background of that. Whistler Mountain, this date. You said you that's you're verified there on this other camera. Shoot crap. Like, do you think it'll get that good eventually? Yeah. Triangulating but... every piece of information yes, but not, in but all not, the networks. But not with old videos. 
Old media is inherently low resolution. And so there's nothing you can of do to other it. formats and shit. Yeah, because it has to be digital or it has to be made digital for them to be scrubbed by AI. But you know what? We're all fucked, you know? Yeah. Anyways, <clears throat> way back in uh, around 700 BCE, the before Israelis. Christ era. <laughs> no, the before common era. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then CE. The Christ era. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah the the jews were having a bad time even 700 bc i used to think it was bc before christ it what it is and huh it 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 literally is it it was but then there's the problem with that is there was like okay it was before christ and then it was oh yeah anno domine in the year anno of our domine Lord. but i thought it was after death a lot of people said that and then i was like well what the fuck do they do for the years he was alive uh, it's a complicated. It gone? It's a complicated fuck around thing. And so there's Ju- just 33 years of the calendar missing. Julius Caesar took care of it. He got rid of a couple months combined. August and July made them the longest. Augustus, or no, Augustus Caesar did it because July. Julius, Ju- uh, Julius Caesar fixed the calendar, and then Augustus combined a couple months and like did some shit. Gave the Christians some holidays, and now I like the job. Louis C.K. Digging it. They had a fucking decimal system with decimal hours and everything. That's worse. It's worse. The leap year is great. What the fuck? To fix the. No, it's crap. The twenty fucking eighth of February. Then you have to have fractions of days. It's an abomination, dude. You don't want anything that happens on that day is a bad thing. If you're born on that day, kill yourself. Honestly, you shouldn't exist. It's a day that should not exist. But how can you have a fraction of a day in a calendar? They fix it with decimals. Yeah, but how could you do that? They just fixed it with decimals. Don't ask me the question. They just but fucking some, rounded it off, But then man. some months would end in the middle of the day and some in the middle of the night and Look, some in the morning you know and some when in the afternoon. You know when you're driving and you're just mm-hmm. like, I don't remember what I did for the last 45 seconds. That's how they fucking fix it. <laughs> Autopilot? <laughs> yeah. They just fucking wipe fucking seconds off your life. Okay. And they being the government and how do they do it? With chemtrails. Yeah. Obviously. Damn government, dude. <laughs> okay, so uh we're in Second Chronicles twenty two. Something actually hey you guys, something actually interesting happens in the Bible this time. Sennacherib, who we know a lot about because he was an ancient badass. He was one of the first fucking major conquerors that we know uh a lot about. The Assyrians were the ancient fucking uh, I guess Americans like they had the strongest military at the time and they kicked the fuck out of everybody and they made sure everybody knew about it and they walked around going ass Syria Syria cutting off people's arms and legs and forcing them to drink their own blood. Okay, so last week on the podcast, we read this as the last chapter or the last paragraph. This is what Hezekiah did throughout Judah, doing what was good and right and faithful before the Lord, his God in everything. That he undertook in the service of God's temple in obedience to the law and commands. He sought his God and worked wholeheartedly, and so he prospered. Doesn't that sound like a guy that's doing everything right? Yeah. Good job. He worked wholeheartedly. <clears throat> yeah, with he his sought, whole heart. He sought God, and he, he prospered. Chapter 32. After all that Hezekiah had done so faithfully, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came and invaded Judah. That's the land to the north. He laid siege to the fortified cities, thinking to conquer them for himself. 
When Hezekiah saw that Sennacherib had come and that he intended to make war in Jerusalem, he consulted with his officials and military staff about blocking off the water from the springs outside the city, and they helped him. So he's like, fuck. The Assyrians are unbeatable. All we can do is stay inside. Quickly either redirect or dam up the springs that would that surround the city. So if they're coming, they won't have water, which is a pretty good move. Okay, but how do they get water then? <clears throat> they There's springs either in the city or connected to. Yeah, but they come from outside of the city. Yeah, he, I think they would try to redirect it towards the city. Yeah, but then if they're stuck in their city, they can just go to the water... I don't know, Kyle. Of the, city. the point I'm trying to make is he's trying to make water outside the city not available and water inside the city. The, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. It does make sense. I mean, water doesn't come out of nowhere unless you're getting it from the ground. They're it comes not, out of the not. ground. Yes, the they're springs. Not. Yes, they are. Oh, okay. they're coming. It's coming literally out of the. I went and gotcha. saw some of these springs. Mm-hmm. I saw the Spring of Jordan, and I forget the title. Because he described it going around the city, I was picturing it coming from like a stream or a river no, or whatever. I'm, like, Around meaning in the vicinity of the gotcha. city. Gotcha. So all the ones nearby the city stop them or redirect them somehow. I how do they do that? I don't fucking know. Um, he consult. Okay, consulted at a large force of men assembled and they blocked all the springs that the stream and the stream that flowed through the land. Why should the kings of Assyria come and find plenty of water? They said. Then he worked hard repairing all the broken sections of the wall and building towers on it. He built another wall outside the one that reinforces the supporting terraces of the city of David. He also made large numbers of weapons and shields. That had to have taken multiple years, okay? So when I was reading about this, they think that this siege went on for a few years, maybe five years. And in the meantime, while this is going on, like when he's like, yo, uh, Sennacherib's coming for Judah... That was probably in like the 680s BCE, and he doesn't come for Jerusalem to like the 700s, 689. So he's got like 10 years of like the Assyrians are just knocking down every kingdom around, and they're like, fuck, like build the shit. Oh, redirect, like they're coming. Redirect We're the water. We're going to get it eventually. Yeah. So it's not like, I guess in modern times, like you think of like World War II, like the Nazis took over Denmark in like 24 hours, mm-hmm. Poland in six weeks, France in like five yeah, weeks. Back in the day, we're talking about generations. Like how many fucking well, more like, kids were born? Yeah, more like <laughs> five to 10 years at a time. That's crazy. And you could know an army's coming. Uh, the Persians, you know, you hear rumors. They're fucking 500 kilometers away. Which and now is, you're just living, if you're sieging up a city, you're just living outside of a city for 10 years. Oh yeah, they could come to your city and then be outside your city for years. But those people are just living there now. Yeah. You, you just moved. You, you just got a new job. Just moved to the city. Just moved there. Now it's blocked in. And you just get to watch every day as your food stores dwindle down. And meanwhile, also, <clears throat> besieging a city is also not like a cakewalk. Because they also have to live for as much. That's what I meant. Like, you're in the army. You're like, okay, we're going to war. Take yeah. over some places. And now you just moved outside of a city. Yeah. You just live on the outskirts of a city. Well, of course, they'd be foraging. The force around the city would disappear because mm-hmm. they'd be building siege engines and forts and whatever the fuck uh, fortifications. And then they have to forge from the land or get shit delivered. Right. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's living off. Like, imagine the population of the city is 40,000, let's say, and the besieging army is 40,000. You've just doubled the amount of people in one area. 
There was already 40,000 people there that they might have been able to be fine. Now he doubled that. Like, just all those people in the same area eating, shitting, disease. I know they're not directly related, but they're, the disease can jump from army to, like, besieged army and shit like that. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's... So... Sounds bad for everyone involved. Yeah, not cool. I mean, obviously... The city doesn't want to fall down. There was kind of an ancient agreement, too. This is wild because it goes on through basically all of human history. Mm-hmm. If you often, I mean, this obviously is a general rule. It's not always the case over all times in all armies. But uh, most of the time or some of the time, the besieging army would be like, if you let us just take the place, we'll let you know most of you live or some of you live. And if not... All bets are off, and we're killing fucking everybody and enslaving everybody. Damn. And so it was like, as soon as like the siege weapons, as soon as you made them fucking do it, like don't make us do this, and like fucking try it. We got enough food for three years, and I think our walls are big. And and if they get in, then everybody's fucking dead or enslaved. That's a that's a that's a real catch twenty two. Yeah, let us in, and we'll rape and kill your children. Maybe. Maybe. Probably it is a brutal it is a brutal catch or we can uh, you can try and wait it out a lot of times or sometimes you can hear of we'll let everybody leave with as much stuff as they can carry which is still brutal but you get to leave with some stuff it's better yeah I even then I'm like they're taking they're taking some I mean wives. well so what can you they're care taking some wives the hot ones I mean dude you can read it's fucking Sweden, brutal dude. stories they take uh, the Egypt, the Assyrians, I think, did to the Egyptians. They brought out all the daughters of all the nobles in the city and raped them in front of them. Like it's like in the imagine going to whatever your town square is and all the mayor, anybody who works for the city, they take their children out into a field or now, a square. Now, do you want your daughter to be, not be the one that likes it? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean it's going to be one that's just like, this is pretty hot. <laughs> Your daughter's just coming. You're like, God damn it, Stephanie. Fucking don't. You're embarrassing the family. She's like, more. She's Cry like, like the rest of them. Asking for the next guy. I'm not done yet. <laughs> Is that all you got? You Two pussy? pump chump. <laughs> uh, that's fucked up. Okay. He uh, repairing all the springs. He built another wall. Uh, he appointed military officers over the people and assembled them before before him in the square of the city gate and encourage them to be with these words, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. That's the same thing twice because of the king of Assyria and with his vast army with him. (laughs) Also, you're really not selling it. Do not be afraid of this giant fucking army. Uh, For there is a greater power with us than with him. With him is only the arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord, our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people gained confidence from what Hezekiah said, the king of Judah. Uh, Later, when Sennacherib, king of Assyria, and all his forces were laying siege to Lachish. Some people think he was laying siege to both cities at the same time. He sent officers to Jerusalem with the message for Hezekiah, king of Judah, and for all the people of Judah who were there. This is what Sennacherib, king of Assyria, says. Dude, imagine getting a note from the king of the place that's trying to like kill you and you're like can you read me i'm the guy in charge can you read it to me he's like no he told me to read it to everybody but i'm kind of in charge can you just read it to me i'll tell them nope everyone has to hear this what was it so he read it to the whole read what this note that i'm about to read to you okay 
I just think it's funny that like now you censor that shit. You don't tell the people. It's like I'm just going to tweet it out what Sennacherib says. Yeah, he's Donald Trump again. Yeah. This is what Sennacherib, king of Assyria, says. On what are you basing your confidence that you remain in Jerusalem under siege? When Hezekiah says, the Lord our God will save us from the hand of the king of Assyria, he is misleading you to let you die of hunger and thirst. Did not Hezekiah himself remove God's high places and altars, saying to Judah and Jerusalem, you must worship before one altar and burn sacrifices? Do you not know that I and my fathers have done to all the peoples of other lands? Were the gods of those nations able to deliver them and their land from my hand? Who of all these gods of nations that my fathers destroyed? By the way, his dad's all epic badasses. Yeah. They were just went around fucking running train on everybody. They had the biggest army that went out every single year. Like they 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 like figured out like what most people uh, I shouldn't say most. Many people in the ancient world had weapons and armies, but for the most part, they were farmers. And when the time came, if someone came, they would fucking get their weapons and they'd go fight them, fight them off. Mm -hmm. Most Greek states, for example, the Assyrians figured out that we have a standing army and we have this army and we're going to use it every single year. Otherwise, it's being wasted. Exactly. It's a wasted resource. So we have all we have all this stuff going into the army and we're using it every single fucking year. And once they conquered everyone, they just went back to the first place and said, give us all your stuff. They were like, we gave you all our stuff. Well, you're going to have to come up with some Uh, stuff or remember those Egyptian daughters that you like. And then, dude, and that's why everyone hated the fucking Assyrians. And then eventually a coalition of everyone else comes to like kill the Assyrians. And Cyrus, um, known as Cyrus the Great, the greatest conqueror of his time, is the only peop- person other than Christ to be called Messiah in the Bible. And he's treated what? very positively because Messiah, Redeemer, Savior, because yeah. uh, he, he saves them from the Assyrians. And in the Bible? In the Bible. That's coming Cyrus? up. That's coming up fucking right next. Awesome. But then <laughs> he takes them all and then takes them back to Is- the Babylon as slaves. As God obviously wants. <laughs> yes. Because he keeps doing it. Yes. Isn't that insane? And they don't even seem to be making good slaves. But I, lo- I also love the fucking taunt from King Sennacherib. He's like, every god so far hasn't been able to do shit. Like, what's your god going to do? And he just starts listing gods from other... I fucking love that. All-time best slaves. Whom? Who do you think? I mean... Throughout history, all-time best slaves. Dan Carlin did a four-hour version on this. Did he? Yeah. And... The reason this is... Uh, I'm going to go with the Irish. Way off. The, it was African slaves, and they were worth more than every other slaves. They even have a chart. An African slave is worth three Indian slaves, that especially specific... Africa's a giant continent. And the reason is because most of them were in the military, and most of them knew how to deal with horses because mm. horses came from Africa. So Really? The I thought fa- they came from Spain. Dude, a lot of the slaves that they brought to America... Uh, were teaching them how to fucking do shit with horses. They knew more, and they also knew shit more shit about farming. So they're better farmers. They're better uh, uh, animal husbanders. I don't know the fucking word for that. And then they also, or or soldiers. And Mm -hmm. a soldier is obviously trained. They can follow orders. There there I push back. They're probably not the best soldiers since they all got captured. The technology gap was... Irrefutable guns against spears and okay, bows. Okay, so just you mean man to man? Yeah, good. 
Well, they must. I mean, any, no, I hear you, dude. Yeah, but mostly militaries come down to training, and there's a reason why fucking taking over every single sport that's ever existed. Yeah. Well, so, well, that I think is a different thing. I think that is selective slave breeding, which is even really? more controversial. I've heard that, but it's such a short period of time that there has to. The longer period of time was that African isolation, right? Well, Let's just By compare, a lot. compare the black American athletes to black African athletes. That's what I'm saying. Black Africans are fucking jacked too. Francis Ngannou is, massive. is a beast. He's fucking massive. Dude, and look, they don't get the same opportunity to play basketball as we do in America. Yeah. But when they do do some type of sport, they're fucking freaks, dude. Genetic freaks. Yeah, they're, I mean, but you can find... And by the way, it only has to be the tiny percent of the population on the spectrum. That's true. That has to be that. Yeah. Because once you get to the end of the spectrum, you get all the fucking... That's what I was going to say. It's, it Yao Ming okay. is Chinese. Yeah. Like, he's fucking But he's huge. a genetically engineered fucking <laughs> That's, government baby. Didn't we just say the same thing? Or I yeah, said the same thing? Yao Ming is... Uh, the government made him... Are you his serious? Parents, his parents... Is this like a... Yes. Is this a chemtrail? They say they didn't made it, make them and they introduced them, but whatever. The what government you, put them together, the two of the some two of the tallest people in China. Okay. And then This is true. This is like I could look this easily up. Easily Googleable. Okay. Yeah. Okay. To finish the story then. I just it to, sounds outrageous that he's a Chinese superhero invented yeah. to go dominate basketball. Well maybe so that not the China, invented to dominate basketball. So that the Chinese can be relevant in America. I don't even know how to spell Yao. Y A O. Well, that's what I had. Let's see if it that's right. Okay. Yao Ming, Chinese government. I guarantee you. <laughs> Googling. We, we cultivated him. This is just like the cliff notes. From what website? Just a bunch. I'm trying to get it quick. Yeah. Just tell me what you heard. I don't actually care. Here's one. Yao Ming, the basketball giant made in China by order of the state. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Yao Ming was bred for the sport. They put his parents together, forced in against his will for years in dubious science, HGH and drugs and shit to increase his height. And uh, forced him Kyle's into, eyebrows are jumping off his fucking forced face him into right now. boot camps for basketball. So yeah, he's 100% bred by the Chinese government. That is wild. I mean, it's not that crazy. They took two of the tallest people, shoved him full of HGH and steroids, and forced him into basketball camps. Look, yeah. if you were that tall in basketball and reasonably athletic, it's not now. Everyone's so much taller now. Yeah. But he was so much taller than everyone back no, then. No, he's still, he's still like, I think, the tallest guy to ever play. He's like 7'8 or something. Who's the tallest guy? Matumbo? There's multiple seven-footers now. There's a lot of seven-footers. I don't know how tall. Who cares? Okay. So, 228 centimeters. <laughs> so, two meters. Two me That's fucking... Yeah, 2.3 meters. <laughs> Useless information to me. Okay. Uh, I am 172 centimeters. I know that. So he's almost... Seven foot six. So Tallest guy's like seven, eight or something. Okay. There's like an eight foot tall dude. So we're back to Sennacherib here. So Sennacherib's guy is in downtown Jerusalem reading this to King Hezekiah. And I'm starting from the middle of the piece. Who are all the gods... Uh, who are uh, who of all Dude, god he's not damn even it. top five who's the top okay fine it doesn't matter is it matumbo a new chinese guy which is very suspicious <laughs> named sun ming ming with the organs of all the uyghurs of the last fucking matumbo's third though he was tallest at one time okay so 
Who of all the gods of these nations that my fathers destroyed has been able to save his people from me? How then can your God deliver you from my hand? Now do not let Hezekiah deceive you and mislead you like this. Do not believe him. For no God of any nation or kingdom has been able to deliver his people from my hand or the hand of my fathers. How much less will your God deliver you from my hand? Pretty powerful stuff. Obviously, you can see why the king would not want that read to everybody in the town square. But he did read it to everybody, correct? He did. So the messenger was like, I have to read it to everybody. And the king was like, please read to me first. I I made that part up. But I like to imagine that he's under orders from Tink Sennacherib. And who is this guy that's reading it? He's just some guy. Just a messenger. From Sennacherib. 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 Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's why he doesn't give a fuck what the king says. Kind of, yes. Yeah, that makes. I thought it was the king's guy. I'm like, why? No, it's the king. He's like, I'm playing by the rules and reading it to everybody. (laughs) It's like at the beginning of 300 when that guy brings the message from the king of Persia, and he's like, we demand, you know, earth, land, earth, water, whatever the fuck. I don't know. And they just kicks him down a well and says, you'll find it down there. But he reads it, the message to everybody. Okay. Uh, verse 16, Sennacherib's officers spoke further against the Lord God and against his servant Hezekiah. The king also wrote letters insulting the Lord, the God of Israel, and saying against him, Just as the gods of other peoples of other lands did not rescue their people from my hand, so the God of Hezekiah will not rescue his people from my hand. Then they called out in Hebrew to the people of Jerusalem who were on the wall to terrify them and make them afraid in order to capture the city. They spoke about the God of Jerusalem as they did about the other gods and peoples of the world, the work of men's hands. I really like the taunting of the gods. That's like one of my favorite parts. When they go, your God isn't going to do anything. Yeah. Where's your God now? Basically because they have the collected, they have a fucking trophy room with the gods of everyone else. And they're like, sometimes. I like how how the gods are are in a statue. Most of the time, yes. They just live there. Most of the time, yes. If they're captured, they exist in the statue. And the Israel's lights were such simpletons that they often needed a golden calf to worship. Because every time God wasn't there for like five minutes, after just killing a whole bunch of people, Mm -hmm. they're like, fuck I don't believe I we need a cow. We need something tangible. I can't believe in nothing. Where did where did genies come from? Because it sounds a lot like a genies came from Islam and they're the jinn. They're like some sort of demon or spirit. Yeah. Okay. And I know that from Magic the Gathering. I'm now getting in over my head, but I think they either tempted people with. So like I can give you a bunch of stuff Mm -hmm. or like you can have like I'm a hot chick. You can fuck me and stuff like that. And I think that's where genies Look how came clean from. my pussy is. Yeah. Well, there were sex demons, especially in Catholicism, the incubus and succubus. So that's that's how they explain why you're blowing your load at night? Yes. You're getting the, sucked off by a demon? Fucking, and they're always hot, but do not do it because they'll drag you straight to hell. I think this was Barstool Sports, but I could be wrong, but they did something where they made one of the guys not jerk off or come yeah. to see how long it would take him before he started busting in his sleep, and it was like 21 days. Three weeks. Yeah. Three weeks and before your body has to go. I can't take it anymore. And God, and then you're condemned to hell for spilling your seed not on the fucking ground. Yeah, it's crazy. It's bananas. Your body's gonna do it anyways. You're getting an infection and losing those balls. Yeah, that's what. Like, I mean, we've brought this up before, but fucking Jesus says if you're, that, I do respect Christianity for this. Most Christ, most religions, including Christianity, they always make women cover their head and shit. But most of the time, they blame the women. They're like fucking whores. 
are dirt like always trying forcing impure yeah. thoughts so on me wear a fucking you know hijab cover your head even dude, though i agree with that dude. but jesus goes if your eyes cause you to sin gouge them out if your hand <laughs> causes you to sin cut it off I do like that. If your brother causes him, you to sin, tie a stone around his neck and throw him Jesus in the Sea of Galilee. That's what he says. You're really he's not really taking responsibility oh, on that on I, that last one. It though, is you true. Know what I mean? And you'll just have a bunch of blind guys jerking themselves off with nubs is what would happen. Because oh, yeah, that's rub- not going I'm away. I'm my dick on the first couch I see with his blind nubs just squirming around. <laughs> just imagine. Remember that scene in fucking Robin Hood where Blinken's just fucking groping this statue? No. no, the blind it fucking Dave Chappelle of all people is a blind fucking guy in this movie. And he's just like, wow, look at this lady. And he's just rubbing this. Fuck. No, just completely. Yeah. He the lady's not saying anything. She yeah. just You're quiet. That's OK. <laughs> <laughs> I'll grab your tits. They, they're rock hard. OK. Um, Where were we? They spoke about Jerusalem. So King Hezekiah and the prophet Isaiah, son of Amoz, cried out in prayer to heaven about this. And the Lord sent an angel who annihilated all the fighting men and leaders in the camp of the Assyrian king. So he withdrew to his own land in disgrace. And then he went down to the temple, uh, went into the temple of his God. Some of his sons cut him down with the sword. So his whole army gets wiped out and he goes back to Assyria and his sons kill him. So that's what happens according to... So the Lord saved Hezekiah and the people of Jerusalem from the hand of Sennacherib, king of Assyria, and from the hands of all others. He took care of them on every side. Many brought offerings to Jerusalem for the Lord and valuable gifts for King Hezekiah, king of Judah. From then on, he was highly regarded by all nations. Now, let us consult the writings of the Assyrians and what they say about this event. That's the beauty of... The Bible having history. Do we have a lot of accurate historical? Uh, yes, documents Qu- quite a bit because the Assyrians kicked so much ass. Everybody wrote about them. Okay, so we can know we can put together accounts of different countries mm-hmm. when they were invaded to kind of know this, and they were f- attacking almost everybody in this area all the time. Okay, <laughs> like when I Just said the fucking terror. So like at the beginning when he's like build up the walls, rebuild the fortifications, stop the springs. That does. That's not like. They're on the way. We need to do this in a month. That's fucking years, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Syrians are probably coming. We need to take every fucking like precaution we can. Where the fuck? I even brought this up so I wouldn't have to look it up on the podcast. And now fucking phones, dude. Don't you hate them? I can't stand them. I hate a goddamn phone. Would you get the Neuralink, the Elon Musk, just right to your brain? No fucking way. I will die a yelling old man being like, get my, leave my brain alone. Turn it off. Turn it off. Because the argument for it is that this is just a worse interface. It is. We're still doing it. It is. But it's just a worse interface. But I want to be able to turn it off. Or throw it in a river. Or Or, like. Or all those things. I don't. Dude. Hypothetically, it, you could put that in there and Act they into it. Yeah, and now they're controlling you. Mm-hmm. Literally controlling your brain. Yes, that's not chemtrails. It's going to do some crazy stuff. See, first, what's going to happen is it's going to make people walk again, right? Yeah, it's going to fix a lot of problems. Blindness, do, yeah, all kinds of shit. And then those positive. people are going to have crazy memories and going to be able to snatch information oh, out of the air. And then now you're going to have the to the arms com- race. It's the classic yeah. fucking arms race. Then you're going to have to compete with them, so no, then people don't. are going to get it. No, you don't. You can just di- you can just die. Well, you can you just let it end there. You can compete. Why? And get it, or you can choose not to, but... 
you can't compete without getting it. Pretty girls make graves. Just fucking just just let let everybody else. Dude, I walk can't wait for the future. I'll be at like whatever version of Coachella that is where you just don't have a mind reading device on you and I'll be banging quote unquote hippie chicks who just have a smartphone. Do you in their think pocket. they'll let us go anywhere? You need the chip to literally get on the bus. You you will be will be fucking homeless. There's no way they're we'll not. Be, we'll be in a commune then. Okay. Growing our own non-GMO no, vegetables. I'll dude. be one of the first people fucking put in jail for y- raving against this like a fucking lunatic. For pulling your dick out again, shaking your dick Well, they'd him. be very easy to throw me in jail. I- all I'm saying is I would be yelling, don't get your chips. I'd be one of those crazy people. That doesn't do anything, though. I know it doesn't do anything. Well, maybe I wouldn't do it then. Maybe I'd just silently not get the chip there and be go. a homeless person. Same. Okay, and on a commune with other like-minded. I mean, it sounds nice, Kyle. Yeah, dude. The problem is people like that usually don't work together. They're pretty distrustful of others. Making our own moonshine. Okay, so these are the events at Jerusalem. This is from Wikipedia here. Uh, I just It's the easiest source, but go fuck yourself. Okay, so as suggested by Second Chronicles, Jerusalem was already under siege or a blockade while Sennacherib and a portion of his army were laying siege to Lachish. That's the other country. Furthermore... Both the biblical and Assyrian accounts make mention of an earlier tribute paid to Sennacherib by Hezekiah. Hezekiah paid this guy once off already. Okay. Opening the possibility that negotiation between the two sides may have been underway for some time before the conclusion of the conflict and culmination of the events at Jerusalem. The Assyrian source describes what happened at Jerusalem as follows. As for him, Hezekiah, I can find him inside the city of Jerusalem, his royal city, like a bird in a cage. I set up blockades against him and made him dread exiting his city gate. I detached from his land the cities of his that I had plundered and gave them to Matini, the king of Ashdod, and Patti, the king of the city of Ekron, and sent Silly Bell, the king. <laughs> Silly Bell. I mean, read that word right there. It's probably that. It's probably Silly Bell. It's Silly Beal, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's, it does have a fucking hat over the... A, a, e. One of the hats. The One ki- of the hats we only use in French now. The king of the land of Gaza. It's fucking crazy that it's still called that. And thereby made his land smaller. Was it always called that, or did we just call it that again? The Gaza Strip you, you has been like, called... You know what I mean, though? I mean, okay, so... 10,000 years ago, they started calling it that. We've been calling it that ever since. No, but that's what I mean. They're like, for a big chunk of that, we could have been like, oh, you know what? We know it's, it was called the Gaza. We're calling it that again. No, no, no. It, it's, I've, never, it's never relented. I think it's been ongoing. I, I'm quite sh- certain. I always wonder about that shit. Because like, you find out, okay, it was called this 100,000 years. Now it's called it again. Well, Israel like, wasn't called that, but Gaza was always called Gaza. I mean, same with Syria. Syria, this is Assyria. Now it's Syria. Mm-hmm. Damascus is still Damascus. Oldest city known to man. Smells like it, dude. Uh, yeah, you were there, right? No, I never went to Damascus. Oh. But Zauer was from there. That's He's bad. from Damascus? Yeah. Oh. Uh, one of the suburbs. Okay. Uh, to the f- So he paid tribute. So the Assyrian source says Hezekiah, I locked him in his city and he gave me a bunch of shit and I also cut off giant portions of his land. The description Noticeably, or notably does not describe an active siege, nor are siege engines and ramps mentioned as in the descriptions of previous uh, sieges. 
Sennacherib describes dividing the conquested or conquered parts of Judah among the neighboring vassal kings in Ashdod, Ekron, and Gaza, which may illustrate Sennacherib knew he was capable of conquering Judah without engaging in a long and costly siege of Jerusalem. Furthermore, archaeological evidence suggests that Jerusalem was well fortified and defended, a fact which would have dissuaded the Assyrian army from engaging in a direct assault with the city. With the bulk of Judah's territory under his control, or that of his vassals, there may have been little reason to actively attack Jerusalem rather than starve the city into submission. So, basically, he surrounds the city, Hezekiah gives him a bunch of stuff, and allows him to take most of his country, and then he leaves, Hezekiah claims victory, because it, 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 they didn't get conquered. it gets worse than that due to the language. And also, I'll, yeah, I'll just keep reading. Due to the language used in the above quotation, scholars have cited the, uh, the quote in arguing that there was never a true siege of Jerusalem. These scholars argue that the city was encircled by the Assyrian, Assyrian military to cut off from supply lines, which might have allowed the city to hold out against Sennacherib's army in the event of a direct, direct siege. Basically cutting off from the other place that Sennacherib was... Uh, besieging and not a true siege of Jerusalem. Okay. Some of this argument centers around the uncertainty of the warning of the mood, uh, word Haslu in Assyrian text, which has meant has been interpreted as neither siege or walls or blockade. Proponents of the blockade theory have cited the lack of description of evidence in Syri- Assyrian inscriptions. Though the biblical biblical account alludes to a siege, no fighting or assaults in the city are described. Sennacherib's threat sent from Lachish does not seem to threaten direct violence, but rather says that the citizens of Jerusalem will die of hunger and thirst if they remain in the city loyal to Hezekiah. This could be seen as further evidence against the idea that there was a true siege to Jerusalem in 701 BCE. Uh, following the above quote, uh, that's the one where uh, a, the Sennacherib says, I sent him in like a bird in a cage and he gave me all this stuff and I took his land. Mm -hmm. So this is more from the Assyrian um, inscription that moves on to the end of the uh, the conflict. So this is, um, I'll just, I'll just read it. As for him, Hezekiah, fear of my lordly brilliance overwhelmed him. And after my departure, he had the auxiliary forces and his elite troops whom he had brought inside the, uh, the city to strengthen the city his royal city, thereby gaining reinforcements along with 30 talents. So this is all the shit that he's going to get. Thereby gaining reinforcements along with 30 talents of gold, 800 talents of silver, choice antimony, large blocks of ivory beds, armchairs of ivory, elephant hides, elephant ivory, ebony, boxwood garments with multicolored trim, Linen garments, blue, purple wool, red, purple wool, utensils of bronze, iron, copper, tin, and iron, chariots, shields, lances, armor, iron belt daggers, bows, arrows, equipment, implements of war, which were without number, together with his daughters, his palace women, male singers, and female singers, brought into Nineveh, my capital city, and he sent a mounted messenger of his to deliver this payment and to do obsolescence. That means like the ritual of like, we're please don't kill us. So that's what the Assyrians say they got in order to leave. So Hezekiah is like, yeah, the angel of God killed his army and he just fucked off. And we gave thanks. And the Assyrians like they gave, he gave me his daughters, all of his shit, all of his shit, a lot of his shit. Remember 
And God, that's how God saved us. Three, by making us sacrifice. Yeah, like five or six generations ago, King Solomon had the greatest temple in the entire kingdom. The Queen of Nubia came there and gave him more shit. He was sitting on, it sounds like, more gold that can fit inside said temple. Mm-hmm. And he's a few generations later, and they're giving away what's left of his stuff. Maybe. It's classic. The biblical co- account... This is back to Wikipedia. The biblical account gives an entirely different series of events when describing the end of the war. By the way, if you think Wikipedia is a bullshit source, there's at the bottom of this, there's citations for everything with the actual like. I don't think people think that anymore. That's how everyone cheated in school. They go to Wikipedia yeah, and, and they go to, go to the, the citations. I just want yeah. to get ahead of those people that are like, you can't quote Wikipedia. I could go to the library and read these books, but I decided to take the shortcut. And just because they're written in a book doesn't mean they're true either. No, but it does mean that they're written by archaeological scholars and people who do this. This isn't like a page on fucking essential oils. This is like... Nobody's disputing that this is what the fucking Assyrian inscriptions say. And we know that that's true. You can disagree with which one you want to believe, but that's what it says. So... um, the biblical, so the biblical account gives an entirely different series of events when describing the end of the war. Upon hearing the messages sent by Sennacherib um, from Lachish, we are told that Hezekiah tore his clothes, donned sackcloth, and commanded his palace administrator. Uh, so we read this story back in 2 Kings. That's when it was a more graphic story when the angel of death came out and killed out the whole army. It's the same story as that. Um, so then... We know that story, right? Angel, mm-hmm. I'll just so I'll just read it real quick. This is from Second Kings, uh, nineteen to eight to thirteen. Say to Hezekiah, king of Judah, do not let the God you depend on deceive you when he says Jerusalem will not be handed over to the king of Assyria. This is the messenger sent to it. So the same message that I was reading you before. This is it. So this is the guy in Second King. This is the Second Kings version of that message. Jerusalem will not be handed over to the king of Assyria. Surely you have heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all the countries, destroying them completely. And will you be delivered? Did the gods of the nations that were destroyed by my fathers deliver them? The gods of, and then he lists a whole bunch of places. Where is the king of Hamath? So upon receiving the message, Hezekiah went to the temple and made a prayer for deliverance from the Assyrian threat. The biblical account then tells that uh, Isaiah, the prophet, sent a message from God to Hezekiah with these words for Sennacherib. This is what the Lord says. And he says, I will cut down the tallest trees and cut his people down and blah, 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 blah. Um, I, 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 I just want to read the Assyrian account because it's so much better. Uh, we did read it. So in this account, um, Sena- uh, Sennacherib, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so... It's comparing. I'm not making a lot of sense here because I have to scroll up and down with my phone. No, you're not. Well, I'm flipping back and forth between the Assyrian account and the biblical account. Mm -hmm. And the biblical account says they totally kicked ass. And the Assyrian account says they totally kicked ass. And then there's the summary here. Uh, In the Hebrew account, Sennacherib's decision to not directly attack the city is explained by the eradication of his army by an angel, causing him to flee quickly to Nineveh. Notably, this account makes no mention of the tribute described to the Syrian of the. So notably, the Bible doesn't say anything about all the stuff that the Assyrians say that they got. So the Assyrians, the Syrians are lying or the Hebrews are lying or we've looked the evidence between those two stories is not corroborated anywhere else. Maybe there's a story in which they're both true. The, the Hebrews just, they gave them that stuff, didn't mention it. They wrote it down elsewhere and that disappeared. 
but it's sure. a, a vastly different end to the war, right? Um, makes no, the notably this account makes no mention of the tribute described in the Assyrian royal inscription, nor of the twenty years which elapsed between the events of seven hundred one BCE and Sennacherib's at and Sennacherib's murder, and then at six eighty one when they first fucking came into Israel. So twenty years passed before Sennacherib died, and the Hebrews uttered that threat. Oh really? So that's why so I he think he died. It's the, then twenty years later, he died in seven hundred one BCE. Mm-hmm. At the hands of, I wonder if it says at the hands of his son. Um, for the, uh, yeah. So he was killed by his sons. So this is most likely written after the fact, and they're like, and then he went home, and his sons killed him. But it's not like it happened. If you die twenty years later at the hands of your son, is it really? Does that like how God bides his time? Well, clearly in the Bible, all the time. God's like, you will be punished. And they're like, well, he lived to the age of 75. And God, then God killed him. <laughs> and they're like, interesting. I don't know. It's almost as if he did nothing. That is so close to doing nothing. You're telling me he lived 15 years above the average age. And died. And then died. In his sleep. And, but you killed him. You took him early. There's that. Yeah. I don't know. When I read, I'm obviously biased. But when I read it, I go, huh, what's more likely? This invading, kicking-ass army kicked ass everywhere and continued to kick ass and got Seems paid out? likely. And got paid out? Or an angel of God came down? There, there is, if you continue reading, there is also the other explanations for why his army left. all Because they did leave all of a sudden without sacking Jerusalem. That is, that is a fact. Mm-hmm. So why would he leave? It's possible his army got a uh, disease, plague. And that could also go with it's the biblical God stopped it with angel, the with an angel. Yeah, with the angel of uh, death, just gives kills them all. So, I mean, you can choose the interp- inter- interpretation that you like, mm-hmm. but I think it seems more likely that they got paid off and went home after dividing up most of the land that owned to him. Yeah, they're tired. They conquered everyone else. So like, hey, look, we'll cut you a deal. We don't really want to do this, but we got to keep our reputation up. Yeah. So if you just give us some shit so we don't go home empty from this, we'll consider it a win and we'll go our separate ways. <laughs> deal. Sounds hey, good to me. the make. Jews are famous deal makers. <laughs> How about instead of all of our stuff? Did we, le- did we learn anything today, Kyle? Nah, dude. Never. I did. I'm back to not learning shit. I, I learned about the yeah. chemtrails and how serious they are. They are. They're the biggest problem going on. I learned how powerful the government is to be able to keep that giant this, fucking this worldwide government, This worldwide government that we have mm-hmm. that can't really Gates, obviously. seem to you know enforce itself anywhere or prevent countries that it supposedly owns from fighting each other. Well, they're forcing them to fight each other so they can fund the military industri- industrial complex. Mm-hmm. That actually makes complete sense. Kind of. So, so well, that's what. Well, that that's just other countries doing it themselves. There's no overarching. All right. Good night, Gitchit. Jesus, to get to heaven you ain't gotta die, chipping over and let me inside.